You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward, joined by Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. This is the Buyer's Auto Practice Report. Yep, practice report is back because uh, we're just a couple weeks away. We're going to start pretending like it's already here now. Uh, looking at this Ohio State team as they get ready for March 19th, they've got 15 early enrollees. Berm and Spencer have been talking about them for a long time as recruits. Uh, they know the ins and outs of their game. I hopefully know how they might fit in on this roster, and together we'll put it together. They tackled uh, – Spencer did on Letterman Row uh, earlier this week. Some four guys who might not be getting enough attention heading into camp. Really, uh, you could say that all of them now are a little bit of underdogs as they try and uh, compete on a roster that is uh, one of the most loaded, uh, top two or three in the country. Plenty of veterans coming back, despite uh, lots of people throwing around references to this being a one of the least experienced teams in America. Um, I think the Buckeyes are going to be just fine with the talent that they've recruited over the last couple of years. But when you look at these early enrollees, Berm, uh, who's the one that you kind of point to and say, this is a, a sneaky, under-the-radar guy here. Uh, I'm going to just start by saying that I think in a class of, of this size, the, the 21 class, uh, the 21 members of it, when you have a lot of big-time names like Jack Sawyer, Trey Henderson, Mecca Buka, Kyle McCord, Donovan Jackson, et cetera, there's a, a real possibility that 15 or 16 guys get sort of under-the-radar status because everyone wants to focus on the biggest names in the group. Uh, but to me, the one that has the opportunity to really rise up and make something happen and get on the field early is Jansen Dunn, the four-star linebacker-sized defensive back from Bowling Green, Kentucky. He is six foot two. He's two hundred and fifteen pounds. He can run. He has like a forty-two inch vertical. He is physical. He is athletic enough to play wide receiver. Um, and I think the fact that he's one of the two early enrollees in the defensive backfield gives him an opportunity to really get a leg up. Seems like you were trying not to call him a bullet there. Yeah, I don't believe that that exists. <laughs> All right, Spencer, you named four. Who, would, who, have you, who do you have the most uh, uh, belief in from the under-the-radar picks that you threw out there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Evan Pryor because I think this is a guy who in any other class in the country or any other Ohio State class for that matter would probably be talked about as competing for the starting running back job because he's versatile. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's been compared to a lot of like the, the Alvin Camaro or Christian McCaffrey guys that can make their hay in you know, running routes in the backfield, getting handoffs. But instead, he's getting overshadowed by Travion Henderson and all the talent that's in that running back room. I don't know if he'll compete right away for a starting spot. Um, actually, I don't think he will. But I think he's going to surprise a lot of people in spring practice because I think too many people have forgotten about him uh, and, and focused uh, maybe even a little too much on what Travion Henderson could potentially do as a freshman. Uh, both of you tried to, well, more Berm than Spencer tried to talk me out of this pick, but there's no question to me that the most important early enrollee is Jesse Murko from down under. You guys hear me talk about this every single year when I'm asked about who's, who's the true freshman that's going to help. He's who's going to make an instant impact for the Buckeyes. You, if you're Ohio state, you don't want that to happen. Even if you have the best number one rated recruit in the country, 
number one player, it's very hard for them to, to come in and transition to contribute uh, to a program that's trying to win a national title as a true freshman. There's so much to learn. There's so much uh, physical development that is required. Uh, it, the culture, all of it is very hard to do. Uh, even if you do enroll early, it happens. I'm not uh, suggesting that it doesn't, but it also is a problem for your program. If you're constantly uh, leaning on these freshmen to help, because it means that your previous recruiting classes aren't being developed or you had the wrong guys or you were, you know, evaluating improperly with what you had before. So that's a long-winded way of saying that Ohio State needs a punter and a true freshman punter can help, especially if he's 23 years old and mature and physical and coming out of uh, the pro kick, pro kick Australia, where we've seen so many guys have that success, uh, including at Ohio State with Cam Johnston. So I know that Ohio State doesn't want to use its punter much, but this is the guy who has the clearest path to playing time. That's my point. You say you don't want to rely on freshmen, but you also don't want to punt. But you have to. Sometimes you have to. Right. And so I think especially the reason I'm going with Jansen Dunn here is because as you look at the Ohio State secondary, it's been talked about ad nauseum for the last seven months. There is a wide open opportunity for someone to step up and make plays. And I think that Jansen Dunn is a Malik Hooker type safety potentially. And to me, that's why he's the guy. There is somebody that has to go back there that is able to just do things and he's going to get an opportunity. The early enroll, the fact that the positions are sort of up in the air right now in the secondary with Matt Barnes coming in and taking over a greater responsibility in that room, I think it's sort of a fresh start for dudes, and I think that that gives a guy like Jansen Dunn, who Matt Barnes was the recruiter for, so there's a, a you know little you know kumbaya moment there. Those guys are, are homies. Like, this is where you get an opportunity for a young guy to step up. Now, again, I don't think that Ohio State – ever wants someone to be a true freshman starter in the secondary. I think that if that's the case, it's because you're in trouble or because that player is just so much better than most guys are. And I don't think Jansen Dunn is in that role yet, but what we saw out of Marcus Hooker, the inconsistency with him, with Josh Proctor, the, the, you know, Bryson Shaw didn't really find his niche. Ronnie Hickman being unable to stay on the field for a number of different reasons. It's just a, a matter of, hey, this guy has an opportunity and he's physical enough to, to make a play. I'm not trying to undercut the point of You love game. punters, admit it. Yeah, I, I mean, I do love punters. And I'm not trying to uh, diminish the point of what we're talking about here, which is identifying these true freshmen who, who could and, and might help right away. But I, I always look at it, you know, the guys who have one year, it's more about um, a redshirt freshman or a sophomore player because – they start being forgotten after one year. Now, Lathan Ransom doesn't really fit that bill because we all saw what he can do late in the season. But, you know, think about the way that we talked about Cameron Martinez right here uh, numerous times after he signed in February last year and the versatility that he brings potentially to the secondary. Like there's a bunch of guys like that that are already in the program who've now, you know, got to go through uh, a winter conditioning program or a full year uh, of going through meetings and, and understanding the system. Uh, Spencer and I were talking about this earlier in the week that uh, when it came to the quarterbacks that uh, I still think that even though last year was so bizarre and that uh, there were times where it was only on zoom or uh, you know, you didn't get non-conference games to play and get those reps that that one year is still very significant for CJ Stroud and Jack Miller as compared to Kyle McCord certainly doesn't mean that at that position or any other that you can't make up the ground this spring. I just always, 
I'm a, I'm a buzzkill when it comes to this, when I just say that it's a reminder of how challenging it would be for anybody to do that. Uh, and that goes all the way to the top with some Jack Sawyer, whoever else you want to put in there. It's, it's, it's rare for those guys to actually make that kind of impact that you notice as a true freshman. And that is why I made sure to, to say that they would surprise in the spring and not during the season. So then they would turn heads in the spring. So when the third team offense trots out there and you see maybe instead of one of the guys who's been on the roster, you see Evan Pryor as the tailback. You're like, oh, maybe he you know, flashed in the spring and earned some carries. So I caught both of you because I made sure to say that it was in the spring and not during the season. Well, again, Austin did ask for the under the radar type players at the beginning of this video. So here we, we got a little gotcha moment there because you're asking for guys that are not the, the cream of the proverbial crop here and the, the top of the board guys. It's easy to say Jack Sawyer is going to, you know, play as a freshman. He's going to Travion Henderson is going to play as a freshman. How much, who knows how much are they going to impact the game? Who knows? Emeka Abuka is, is going to play. I don't, I don't, you know, Marvin Harrison is going to play. These kids are going to play football for Ohio state. The question is, is the, are their minutes going to be impactful? Are their minutes going to be in key situations or are they going to be the guys trotting out there at the end of the, the second quarter against Bowling Green when you're up 49 to nothing? So these are the, the things that you have to um, weigh. And there is so much value now, in early enrolling because these guys get on the campus, they get this year and then they get the early minutes. And so then you start to, to build out your career and you look at a guy like Lathan Ransom, Lathan did not early enroll. And that just goes to show you exactly how good he is because he did not enroll early and was still the true freshman on the defensive side of the ball that made the biggest impact for Ohio state last year. Yeah. And I mean, if I was looking at it, a place where the greatest opportunity exists for a young guy a true freshman maybe that you know I just don't think it'll be in the defensive secondary because other than Sean Wade there's so much you know now experience coming back plus complementing that with maybe a healthy Ronnie Hickman uh, and Lathan Ransom that we talked about then throw in legend Cavazos or Ryan Watts and you know there's just a bunch of people who've been around now that you know I don't think that they're going to get leaped uh, leapfrogged on the depth chart now linebacker that's a position that was wiped out with four seniors leaving I think it's pretty hard at, uh, as you know, the cliche, the closer you get to the ball, the harder it is. So maybe it's wiser to choose wide receivers and defensive backs, but I think, you know, an opportunity would be more readily available if, if Reed Carrico, um, you know, was, was one of those rare generational talents. You know, I don't, I don't know that he is or isn't, he's going to have a lot to prove in the transition from a much smaller level of football, but, you know, linebacker is probably the spot you would circle where the best opportunity lies for somebody to try and get in there. I just, everywhere else you mentioned the wide receivers berm, that's going to be, that's still going to be tough considering the yeah. four, you know, the three that they signed a year ago and then having what, you know, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson and Jamison Olave back. That's a tough road to go. Um, yeah. Tight end, you know, maybe you throw hard in there, but uh, you have Cade Stover and Joe Royer complimenting Jeremy Ruckert. They're probably fine. there. really, I mean, everywhere else, uh, you're pretty much solidified, in my opinion, going into spring. But linebacker, I don't know what's going to happen. It's a little bit of a crapshoot, even though you have some of those older guys we've talked about a bunch, like Taraja Mitchell and Kayvon Pope and, and on down Dallas Gant on down the right. But that just speaks of Ohio State in general. Here you go. You lose four senior linebackers, and you're replacing them with three senior linebackers. Like, what the hell? That's pretty, that's pretty bizarre. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. 
but you're, and then you have Mitchell Melton and Cody Simon who have earned rave reviews from the Ohio state coaching staff in the last six months. Those two are going to play quite a bit. Uh, Tommy Eichenberg is a guy that's still fighting for, for his moments and his role. And, you know, I think the, the interesting thing is there's three guys that I really feel like could make an impact that are in the class of 2021 that haven't enrolled early. And I, they're going to be kind of glossed over because they're not going to arrive until June. And now it's late June as opposed to early June, but that's Donovan Jackson at offensive guard. He is, he is a different type of dude. Like Donovan Jackson is not your basic freshman uh, offensive lineman. He is going to push for the, the two deep right away and might be nasty enough to play for Ohio state early. And then again, we'll, we'll probably go back and forth on this about the defensive backs, but Jordan Hancock and JK Johnson are top of the board, top 30 corners in the country. Those two are better prospects. They have higher ceilings than anybody on the current roster does. And if they get in and buy into the program and, and take care of their bodies right away, I think it's going to be hard for those two to stay off the field. And I think one name, Austin, you mentioned being close to the ball. It's very hard to get on the field. But I think one name that is being overlooked a little bit, and you guys know that I really like this guy, but I really like what Tyleek Williams brings to this defense. I think, you know, Ohio State doesn't get a lot of 330-pound guys on that defensive line. They, they really don't, don't go after the run stuffers very often. But when you get one, it just seems like he always finds a way to get on the field early because you can't really replace that kind of size and you can't teach that kind of size. I think – you know, especially in the Big Ten schedule, when you play some of these run-heavy teams, a guy like Tyleek Williams, if he can impress early, can, can really uh, just be on the field and be one of the rotational guys on the defensive line. I know Larry Johnson likes to take his time and teach guys the way he wants to teach them, but I think when you have a guy with that kind of size, uh, it, it's, it's hard to keep him off the field if you need a, a run stuffer. Williams is extremely quick, too. I mean, he, he's a kind of a cross between Devon Hamilton and B.B. Landers in the style that he plays. He is Devon Hamilton size, but very quick off the ball, very good with his hands. And then there's, you know, the, the big, the big fish, uh, JT Tui Milau, who is still out there unsigned. And if he ends up committing and signing with Ohio state, I think he's just going to start on day one. So we'll just talk about that later. Well, I mean, maybe that would change my answer from Jesse Murko if that happened. Maybe. Probably not because this was the under the radar show and he's an under the radar guy who's going to start for the Buckeyes on day one. So I win. This has been the buyer's auto practice report a couple weeks away, but we're still ready to start talking about the Ohio state in spring and getting back to maybe a more normal year of football. That's Berman Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward going to go buy a card. Make sure you use buyer's auto and then come read more about the Ohio state Buckeyes with us at lettermanrow.com.